Good afternoon, and welcome to Everybody, the podcast which shares stories that highlight people in life, that make the world an interesting place, which ultimately ties us all together in unique and wonderful ways. And who am I, you might ask? I would be the head wrap socialite, wife, mom, micro-influencer in the fashion and etiquette world. But on this podcast, I will be introducing you to some people who I've had the opportunity to meet along my journey, who have helped enrich me in my life in beautiful ways, and who I hope will do the same in yours. On today's episode, we are graced with the presence of a remarkable person. I've known Jenny Benson and her family for well over 15 years. We met when our children were wee little ones playing soccer. Jenny is a real one. She's the true embodiment of what love looks like. You see it when she's with her husband. You see it when she's with her children. You feel love when she speaks about her job as an educator and leader. She is a seeker of life's adventures, and she's a steadfast believer in grace and goodness. And a quick aside, she also has phenomenal taste in music. So dear listeners, please help me in welcoming my friend, Jenny B., to today's episode. Thank you, Jenny, for being here. Thank you for having me. Jenny, can you tell the listeners a little bit about who you are and what fuels your passion for life's adventure and family? Yeah, so I think, you know, a, a big part of my life, obviously, is my family, my husband, Tony, and our couple folks, Tudor and Brady, um, which is how we've connected over the years, which has been a wonderful adventure as well. And also, I'm, as you mentioned, an educator. And so this school year will be my 25th year in education. So that's just kind of, it feels like a new milestone as well. Mm-hmm. And I had about house 16 or so of those years teaching. Mm-hmm. Um, a few of the years were coaching the new teachers. And then the last few years, I've been an assistant principal. So it's just kind of my progression through my profession as well, too. Mm-hmm. Um, and my family being so supportive through all of that has been such a blessing because it's it's been a wild ride. Obviously, COVID changed a lot of things. And that was right when I was kind of changing careers was right when COVID hit. So that made it a little bit extra adventurous. (laughs) But as far as like life's adventures, I mean, I think for us, it's, it's taking trips together. It's, you know, we, you feel so blessed that our boys want to do things with us. This is going to college this year, you know, and still just enjoys doing things with us. Um, And so, you know, we just, like I said, just feel really fortunate to have that. And so it's, it's traveling. It's whether it's traveling for soccer tournaments, because that's been a huge part of our life, Mm -hmm. Um, whether it's just family trips and things like that. And we try to do special trips for the boys too. Like Tony will take them on individual trips sometimes. Nice. And things too. And so although I'm my profession doesn't allow me to be as flexible to do those types of things, he takes them, but then I have the other one at home. And so I get that time right. with the other one, um, too, just around the house and things, which has always been just, a, you know, it's just a pleasure to have those opportunities let down. For sure. For sure. That's that's beautiful. And I I can quickly digress in these these interviews. So you just, you know, kind of lead me back. But what. I love about what you just said is that you take the time to make time for your family. And just the other day, you know, we saw each other at a soccer game 
And Caden was standing there having this lovely conversation. And first of all, I can't even believe that he's going off to college. And (laughs) But when you said that they love to spend time with you, it is evident because when we were having our conversation, Caden was there. He was in the conversation. There are some kids who, you know, when their parents are, you know, chit-chatting, they kind of like scooch away. Okay, hello, Mrs. Morris. (laughs) I've seen you. We're good. But he was there just spending time. And I was looking at the interaction and basically just sitting in that love because you could feel like how much love and respect that he has for you. And when Brady came over too, it was the same way. Very caring souls. You and Tony have grown just really nice human beings. We always say the same about you and all of your boys because that's, you know, we've, again, we've spent a lot of time together for sure over the years. And that's, you know, we we don't know all of your boys the same way, but we know a couple of them Mm -hmm. quite well Mm -hmm. um, and things. And it's it's always been the same way where it's like you and Jay have really just done such a beautiful job with them and um, listening to Jonah and, you know, Mm -hmm. listening to Noah way back when you started listening things too and just the things that they have to say about family and and right. their connections, not only to you and Jay, but also their brothers and, you know, right. and things too. And that's something that, you know, we've always admired too mm-hmm. um, and been grateful that our boys have kind of found that and right. how we, li- we don't know what we did, but <laughs> right. some of it's just God's grace and Amen. what they, you know, have become. And we just hope it continues for them. And it's always fun to see them grow. Absolutely. It's evident by our conversations that we've had that your belief in grace and goodness, it guides your path. And I would like to know, how do these principles shape your decisions and your interactions with others? I think a lot of it is, I always want to find the good in in whatever situation, whether it's a a good situation, a a challenging situation, depending what's going on. And it's just, you know, what what good is there? And kind of that presuming positive intent and just, you know, that no one's perfect, myself included. And, you know, and it's like, we we always we're all experiencing things in our own way and we're all bringing our own experiences to each experience that we're we're dealing with and mm-hmm. it, it's just trying to remember that everybody you know everybody's always trying their best mm. people aren't out there to do things to hurt people you know right in, in most of the situations and maybe it's not coming across the way i appreciate or maybe it's, it's probably not going the way they want it to either right. if that's how others are feeling and i just mm-hmm. try really hard to remember that i you know have my moments of course too but mm-hmm. um i just try to like i said presume positive intent and you know and just try to understand where people are coming from as best as i can mm-hmm. um try to learn new things when i can try to just reflect on what i'm doing and how it might be affecting mm. um the situation and things too and and again mm-hmm. i have a lot of growth in that area as well but it's just what i try really hard to do mm-hmm. just to give people a chance and you know and try to be patient and kind and give when i can even if it's a struggle for me in the moment mm-hmm. but my giving might help them get through something that they're maybe struggling with. There are things like that. And I just try to view it that way as much as I can. For sure. I've always said all that your enthusiasm for learning and teaching and leading has always been inspiring to me because when you would go to work, you'd hurry over to a soccer game. That Can you share a defining moment in your life that led you to embrace the role of teacher, of leader, Not that you don't know that you're an inspiration to others, because I've told you like a thousand times already, (laughs) but how do you embrace these roles? And when did you know that education was your calling? 
Well, I can start with that one. That was, I was kind of one of those like kids always knew I wanted to be a teacher. Like mm-hmm. I would sit in the basement and teach my stuffed animals. Oh, <laughs> I love it. Um, cause I was an only child. Like, I'm an only child. It was, I am. <laughs> um, and so we had to entertain myself a lot. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and my mom had actually been a teacher. Mm. Um, she stopped teaching before I was born though. So I never like knew her in that role. Oh, interesting. Um, but she still had stuff laying around and, you know, just yeah. from her teaching years and stuff so I would play with that stuff and you know know, old dittos and (laughs) (laughs) Um, and so I would teach my stuffed animals and just you know like every kid you think you're gonna be this that and the other but I would always go back to being a teacher and Mm. so there was just something about it that I was drawn to it from very very young and Mm -hmm. when it came time to be selecting (laughs) colleges and things that's I knew that's what I wanted to do so seek out the colleges that had good schools of education and which is actually what brought me to Minnesota because I grew up in Illinois. So mm-hmm. I came here and then it's just it's kind of gone from there. And throughout my career, I always had this desire to do more mm. um, and be able to help more people too. Right. And I, I love teaching. I miss teaching immensely, mm-hmm. but I also love being a leader and being able to help so many more people. Uh. Um, and that was just... I, I didn't necessarily see myself as a principal early on, but yet I was just getting my feet wet and figuring yeah. everything out and and stuff. But yet it was like I just wanted to be able to do more things. And so mm-hmm. I just kind of kept getting involved in other smaller leadership things within the building as huh. a teacher. Okay. Um, and that just kind of kept it going. Okay. And then when I switched into a role where I was coaching new teachers, I actually had the opportunity like Part of the like a bonus to that job was I got some free credits at a college mm-hmm. so I could get my principal licensure and oh, things yeah. like that. Mm-hmm. Um, and that was once I started that work, it was like, okay, yeah, I'm I'm ready right. to like start dipping into this more and mm-hmm. trying to do more that way, which is just what's kind of led me here. Right. And so it's really just a whole progression of things happening in my life. And, you know, even working in education, mm-hmm. when I think back to what type of teacher I was. When I was just starting, I was first married, didn't have any kids of my own. Mm-hmm. I was very, very different teacher than yeah. what I was a few years ago when I left the classroom. And kind of that progression going through, like, now I had kids. Okay, I understand what it's like to have kids at home. Mm. But they weren't school-age kids yet. Mm-hmm. Then Kate went to school, and eventually Brady went to school. And I was like, yeah, no, now I get it. Yeah. I know this is a parent. You know, those <laughs> types of things. Right. Where you start just kind of morphing what you're doing. Because yeah. you're learning, and you're growing. And, you know, and just learning through those avenues, learning through, like I said, those other just kind of building leadership opportunities that I had, too, of different committees and things like that. It was like, okay, this is just a different perspective. Right. Um, And Tony's very much my biggest cheerleader. For sure. Um, You know, really has stood behind me, even though it's been very hard to transition into a leadership role, you know, as an assistant principal, mm-hmm. because it's a lot more time and yeah. it's a lot bigger of a commitment. Mm-hmm. I work longer throughout the year. Yeah. Just, and I have to be at all of the events, not just certain ones and, and things like that, which is wonderful. It's not that I don't enjoy that. It's a, <laughs> a blessing in it and of itself for sure as a part of that job and have that time with the kids and the families and things like that. But it also takes away from my family time. And so that's something I'm, you know, working on. I don't have the best balance. I'm kind of a work. <laughs> um so you know it's, it's that's something i'm working on too and that okay. you know again it's my own reflection and just figure out where i am and what i can do and 
this year will be new. I mean, we're sending one of our children off to college yeah. and it will look different and figure that as we go. Yeah. But we keep doing it. That's it, girl. That's it. And I always go back to the journey continues. It does. Right? And 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 where is this next part gonna lead gonna lead you? And exactly. and and what I like to about what you said is, is you keep going back to, you know, the growth piece mm-hmm. and how each stage is an opportunity for us all to grow. And it's an opportunity for us to be a little bit more open to the changes that we experience. Mm-hmm. We're not meant to stay stagnant, right? It's, it's a constant transition, this thing yeah. called life. Exactly. And I, I think too, when our kids see us being able to adjust to the different challenges that we face, they take those little pieces too and are able to equip themselves with this, you know, for their journey. Yep, absolutely. That's, <laughs> and that's what we had conversations more with Caden just mm. as he's getting ready to make a big transition himself too. And and I can see that he sees that and right. that, you know, he knows there we're here for him, but yeah. there's also things he's going to have to start working on figuring out yeah. more on his own and be more independent. But he knows he can face challenges and, you know, our kids making it through the school years with COVID and, you know, and things like that, too. Like, those were huge challenges for them. And they had to navigate. I mean, we were all navigating things. We never navigated. But, you know, for for school age kids, Mm. that was even bigger than in some ways than it was for us as adults, Mm -hmm. because we just have other life experiences to play off of. And that helps. I just didn't have those yet. Correct. So it's, you know. He's lived through that. He's learned a lot through that too. And, you know, and that I think makes him more prepared for this next big step. And, and then to just seeing both Tony and I in different, you know, things that have happened in our lives, whether it's career things or, you know, personal things or whatever, just seeing how we've coped and moved forward yeah, and just kind of taken and learned what we could from the situation. What, you know, what can we do? What do we need to let go of? What can we keep? And, yeah. you know, and just kind of go from there. Mm-hmm. And so I, I do see our boys as now that they're getting older, it's yeah. kind of reflecting in their own way on those yeah. things. And they'll continue to reflect as they have more life experiences and mature themselves. But mm-hmm. it is fun to kind of watch and see. It's like, yeah. okay, <laughs> hey, we're listening. Yeah. We're watching. Yeah. Like, okay. <laughs> just video games. <laughs> Yep. <laughs> that's, that's, that's great. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Another thing that I've admired about you and your family is your love of travel and your love of adventure. What advice would you give to someone who was seeking to step out of their comfort zone and embark on their own transformative journeys? You know, I think a lot of it is it, it took me a long time to understand and like really believe that change is good. Mm. It, it can be really hard, yeah. of course, but that it is really good. Like, it, and the big time for me was when I switched from teaching in the classroom to coaching new teachers. And mm. I had been in the same school for I think it was 13 or 14 years at that point, teaching the same grade level, same school, everything. That was my comfort zone. And I loved right. it. And I was happy and I was growing and things, but I didn't realize what kind of other opportunities were out there for. Mm. And so it was, you know, the the new, you know, going into coaching teachers and things was something I had wanted to do as well, too, um, because it was actually with the graduate program that I had gone through back in the day as a new teacher mm-hmm. um, and really wanted to do that. But it, it was a huge leap of faith. And it was just like, OK, I, I, I don't know. Do I really know what I need right. to do to help these teachers? But also... And stepping out of the classroom and in my yeah. my little first grade classroom that I know so well. Yeah. And this has been my life for the last, you know, how many years? 
and things. And it was super, super scary. But then when I think about those three years when I was coaching and how much growth I had Mm -hmm. um, because I took on a whole new thing, Mm. it's it's just it's remarkable to myself, too, of like, okay, this it is good. It's super hard. It's hard to pack everything up. It's hard to, you know, go out of your comfort zone and try something new. But it's going back to school and getting my principal and superintendent licensures. And, you know, like, here's my superintendent license. Will I ever use it? I don't know. (laughs) You know, but I have it. And that was, you know, even when I had to interview to get the license, it's like you have to pass a panel for that. And it's like, you haven't even been a principal. What makes you think you can be a superintendent? Mm. I mean, it wasn't worded quite that way, of course, but it was the gist of a question. And it was like, because I'll take on challenges and I'll yeah. figure it out. There you go. Will it take me a little longer? You know, if I were to go out tomorrow and get a superintendent job, of course, because mm-hmm. we don't have the same experiences that right. most others have. Right. Um, but could I figure it out? Yes. Mm-hmm. And I think a part of that is because I've pushed myself outside of my comfort zone. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and it's doing those things with our family, too. I mean, yeah. Soccer. Yeah, I'm not, a soccer, I'm not athletic, <laughs> not a soccer player, but Tony always was. Right. Our boys became that was different for me, like becoming a soccer mom, like mm-hmm. that, you know, and just not as big of a thing, but just a different type of going out of my comfort zone. Right. And, um, you know, for quite a while, I was on the sidelines with him as a coach before our kids even played. And mm-hmm. and then they started playing. So then I kind of turned into the soccer mom. But right. it's just try to face, you right. know, the worst thing that's going to happen is you don't like it. Right. You find something else to do that you like and set. And, mm-hmm. that, you know, it's it's not the end of the world. Mm-hmm. If you aren't happy in something, there's always other opportunities. out there. You might. It takes a while. It's not always easy right. to change, but you. So that. I remind myself of. and Yeah. Do you have a mantra that you live by? I don't know that I really do. I mean, okay. I'm one of those people that like I hear quotes and, you know, and all okay. these, and there, there's so many that they all touch me in different ways at yeah. different times. I don't have any one thing that I really always go back to. Again, I just kind of go back to grace and patience and mm. and believing in the good in people and do what I can there and the right to accept different things happen at different times of my life for reasons. And I may okay. not always know what those reasons are. Right. But there's a lesson or a few lessons I love in things it. Mm. that I just try to dig out. And I'm sure I miss quite a few. That's <laughs> so, why they keep coming back. <laughs> That's what I tell my kids all the time. I'm like, hmm, when the universe is trying to teach you something, if you don't get the first time, you better believe it's good. That lesson's going to show up over and over and over <laughs> until you get it. <laughs> and you're not always ready yeah. for every lesson. I mean, that's, that's you know, it might be there, but it might not be what you're ready for in the moment. So that's okay. Like, you might not understand why hmm. for a long time. And yeah. some other lesson will come along that right. will sink in better. And mm-hmm. I mean, that's how I think as a teacher. Like, right. that's, we can't teach every child the same way. Mm. They're not all there to learn the same way. Right. They don't all learn the same way. Oh. They come with different baggage. They come with different skill sets. They come with, you know, yep. different emotions. They come with all different things. Right. And it's the same for each of us, too. And, you yeah. know, and it, it can very much depend on the moment in your life mm-hmm. that you're in mm-hmm. um, for any of So, right. well, if I missed it, I'll get it next. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> or maybe three or four times down the road, but we'll get it. <laughs> Earlier, I referenced your love of music. Mm-hmm. <laughs> if I could ask you, what would be the soundtrack of your life? Oh, I don't soundtrack. Of yes, my life. I don't know. Gosh, could I phrase it a different way? Sure. Okay. <laughs> Let me see if I can think of 
Okay, what artist would be the backdrop to your commute? <laughs> well, it probably depends on the day. Okay, <laughs> okay. Some days we might need, you know, like a Michael Bublé, just give us mm. happy something. Okay. Like, just be happy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and there's other days, as you know, Janet Jackson would totally play yes. into that of like, Maybe I, you know, need a little extra sass. Maybe I just need, you know, kind of, I mean, she's got a little bit of everything. As, Correct. As do the most artists nowadays, but <laughs> sometimes I need that 90s rap. So oh, I love it. I love it. I know, you know, it's like, it's just, I'm, I'm a very eclectic person. Mm-hmm. It's, it, Kaden got me started on, you know, it's like a Spotify version, a, you know, different app and stuff. And so it's like, I have this whole collection of like 200 and some songs and it's literally like, everything from early 80s to now (laughs) other than country i can't really i mean i maybe have like a couple country songs okay "Mm, that's not your genre it's not my genre (laughs) um but pretty much everything else i mean tony used to dj i'm used to a lot of different genres okay and and that's what i like Like, yeah that's because i do i in all honesty it's like there are some days i might need a little heavy metal to just love it get it out okay favorite heavy metal group um Give me some examples. I can't even think of I was going to say, but you know, I'm not a heavy metal type person, but I was like thinking like, uh, what's that group? I don't even know. Between us. Just, just making up stuff. Uh, um, dan, dan, pour some sugar on me. <laughs> 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 yes. Jovi, Journey? No, not Journey. Who's Poison then? Po- poison. Is that Poison? I think Poison. See, poison. this is terrible. I, okay, know. okay. And you know, like, the listeners may be like, you know, that is not poison. Yeah, that is like... exactly, no. Exactly. Death Leopard? No. Maybe. Let me look. Okay, so I'm going to say, listeners out there, if you would happen to know who sings that song, please there hit us go. up in the comments. <laughs> Gosh, we can't do it. Oh. I bet you... Death Leopard. Death Leopard? Who said that? You said that. I, no, I one of One of us said, okay, we both said it. We'll go with it. As a teacher and leader, you inspire others to find their voice and potential. And I would say we touched upon this earlier, but how do you navigate challenges and setbacks in your own leadership journey? And then I was thinking, especially during the time, and you brought this up of COVID. You know, it's it's a lot, a huge part of my role as a teacher, as a leader, you know, mm-hmm. anything in life. I mean, it, it's so much about the relationships that I don't need. So mm-hmm. when I first started my first assistant principal position, mm-hmm. I got hired mid-year, which is weird in and of itself for education. Like usually we're switching over the summer and you start in the fall and right. onward you go. I started at a school in January. <laughs> and so mm-hmm. I left a classroom mm-hmm. and I started in a new role in a different building um, the first week I was there, um, we actually had a staff member pass away. I I didn't know her. I just had to take the relationships that I had with some people prior to coming there, just because I've been in the district long enough, and just be there to support. And mm. you know, and I know I said to a lot of people, like I I don't have the same connection to this, mm-hmm. but I'm here for you. What can I do to support you? What can I do to help you in this moment? What you know, just yeah. just lean on me. Um, so it gave me an opportunity, even though it was a hard opportunity, but right. to build a lot of relationships really quickly with people. Mm. And then, you know, it was like I just dove in and, you know, and just support kids, get to know kids, get to yeah. know families as much as I could. And then March of 2020 came and yeah. everybody went home. <laughs> mm. And so it was like, I still didn't know everybody. 
yeah, really well. I've only known them for, you know, two and a half months kind yeah. of thing. And then it was like everybody dispersed and nobody came back. We couldn't. Mm-hmm. And I just still went to what can I do? How can I support? Um, you know, and just just kept asking those kind of questions. It's like, you know, and and people don't always know what they need. So sometimes mm-hmm. I offer up. Things. Yeah. <laughs> just, let's see. And, you know, and so once we started coming back, just tried to do the best I could. But that's that's what I always believe in is building those relationships. When I have to make hard phone calls home, yeah, it's it's never fun. I mean, you know, mm-hmm. and when you say who you are and what yeah. your role in at the school For is, sure. most parents are like, well, shoot. You know? yeah. But let, let's talk about this. And here's what I do see, you know, mm-hmm. and, and here's here's those positive things. And I'm I'm always trying to find positive things that I can build in there, too, mm-hmm. even in the really, really tough situations that sometimes I'm in. Yeah. And, you know, just that it's it's not the person it's a situation yeah. and we're working through the situation it doesn't make the person a bad person mm. it doesn't make them you know there's nothing wrong there it's yeah. just there's a situation that we need to work right and whether that's with a child a family a staff member you know whatever yeah. in my own house you know like yeah our own boys struggle with that sometimes like you know it's just getting really hard on themselves and it's like this doesn't make you a bad person yeah you maybe made, you know, a choice that wasn't the greatest. Right. right. And, you know, and we've been fortunate enough of them to be <laughs> yeah. bad. But, you know, yeah. but it's we all have them. That's right. life. Um, you know, but it's it's not you as a person. Yeah. It's we just have to work through what this is. And that's where the relationships that I build with people mm-hmm. help me do that with people. Right. Um, and just say, you know, I have to share these things with you or we have to work through this or whatever it might be. But we're going to do it together. Right. And we're going to support each other. Mm-hmm. And it doesn't define you as a person. It's just the moment and what we need to get through. Mm. And so that's a big thing for me that even more so in a leadership role than as a classroom teacher. Right. And then a lot of that, you know, just as I've kind of grown in that, too, it, it's from home. And, you know, there's, there's yeah. probably things I say or do at home where Tony's like, we're not kids. <laughs> <laughs> and I don't try that. But, you right, know, but it's right. just it's just how I approach things and, right. and try to look beyond and, and see the bigger picture. Because that, that right. is a big part of my role, too, is I'm there to see the big picture and how everything is coming together. And where do we have holes that we need to fill? Where are things, you know? maybe cracking a little and we can repair a little and, and right. make it better as a whole. Mm-hmm. Um, it's it's how we get through and <laughs> and spend time just making things better and making it feel good for as many people as possible. You know, right. you want it to feel great for everybody and that's not always reality, but how can you make it so that it's at least good for as many as possible and then we keep working on the ones that maybe have some other things going on that we just need to support differently. I like that. Thank you for sharing that. Yeah. I mean, you have a lot to take care of and you're super busy, you know, all the time. How do you practice self-compassion and self-love to ensure that your cup remains full? That's not an area I'm great at. It's I just joined a gym. I'm like trying to like do things because I do. I mean, that's something that, like I said before, I'm very much a workaholic. I always yeah. have been. And now being in a, a slightly different role in education, it's even easier to be even more of a workaholic. Right. So that's not an, you know, taking care of myself is not mm-hmm. really a priority. I'm trying. That's something that I have a lot of work to do on. Mm-hmm. Some of the things, you know, Tony, again, my biggest cheerleader yeah. and is always there supporting me. And, 
you know, so he does things like we try to get away for Vegas trips or, you know, yeah. like things like that, even if there can just be a quick, you know, one or two night thing to just do mm-hmm. little things to or, you know, or go out to dinner or go, you yeah. know, just things that way that it's like, even though sometimes that's really overwhelming for me because I have so many other things going on. Mm hmm. It helps balance me out. That's good. A little bit too. So, mm-hmm. you know, it our summers get busy, but we try to pack in, you know, as many yeah. of those things when I'm off and have more flexibility too. Right. To try to fill my cup up as much as possible over the summer so mm-hmm. to help me get through school year kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And not that it's bad, but it's just it's it's a lot of time commitment and it's yeah. you know, and just different journeys within that change what's happening and you know and it's every school year is a new school year and there's always different things that happen with that both for me as well as our kids and Mm -hmm. um and so it's just kind of trying to do what I can and you know and sometimes I usually know when I hit a like limit limit yes yes (laughs) and it's kind of like nope (laughs) I just get kind of stubborn for a few days and Mm -hmm. then I get over it and you know and can get back up but it's like that's just kind of my way my brain tells me like enough is enough yeah and you know do what you have to do of course but yeah some of that extra, it's just going to have to wait for right. a few days or whatever. And right. that remind myself, like, that's okay. Like, <laughs> I am a person and mm-hmm. and it's, you know, it's, I guess it's kind of one, like I said before too, like different quotes hit me at different yeah. times. And it's those types of times where like the, I don't know exactly how it's said, but you know, it's like, you're, you're a person, not a profession, you yeah. know, and that they could replace you in a heartbeat, but your family can't replace you kind yeah. of thing. And, you know, and that's those types of things then that will pop up at those times. And mm-hmm. just to remind me, like, you, you know, it'll, it'll be okay. <laughs> right, right. This too shall pass. It's, yes. Yeah. You know, and it's just, you got to take time and do, do what you can yeah. for yourself too and your family and mm-hmm. just embracing that. And, you know, and like this year, was a lot just there were a lot of things happening at school that made it really really hectic it's not that it was bad but it was just an extra hectic year yeah. and it's like it was Caden's senior year and I need to like embrace as much of this as I can right because this is it for him like, and then he's going away to school yeah. and stuff so just those little things in life that pop up again too you know little mm-hmm. life's lessons that it'll be okay and, and onward we go and onward we go <laughs> Before we conclude, I, first of all, I've enjoyed this time, but I do want to ask you one last question. Okay. What is your greatest hope? What is it that you hope that you get to accomplish in your teacher, your leadership role, your role in the world? What is your greatest hope? That's a lofty one. <laughs> <laughs> I think a lot of it is just, it kind of goes back to just who I am too, but just for people to be nice to people like no one's better than anyone else we again are all coming with our own experiences baggage everything you know and that we all have to stop and remember that about everybody else Mm -hmm. and that maybe they're saying or doing something that you don't like or doesn't feel good to you but we don't know what they are coming from you know prior to them being with you yeah whether it's a whole lot of things or five minutes ago but it's just it's it's that giving each other grace and just remembering that for the most part everybody mm. but for the most part everybody is good and they mean well and they want they want good things for the people they care about and others and you know and it's just that like just cool patient and and compassionate toward other people mm. I would love to see the world slow down a little bit. Mm, I mean, that's, yeah. you know, and that's, that's a part of yeah. where I struggle too, is mm-hmm. that I'm, I'm a workaholic, but then it's, I feel like everything's moving so fast all the time and I'm, I get competitive in that and I need to 
keep, I need to keep up with that. And that's, you know, not always the healthiest for yeah. me either, as many others yeah. go too, you know. So it just would be nice, like, wait, why do we have to move so fast all the time? Like, yeah. I understand there's times, but right. But as a whole, if we go back to the 80s or the 90s, you know, yeah. it's, and you think about what was more normal uh, pace of life then versus now, yeah. it's a whole different thing. And I'm just as sucked into all of it. I'm yeah. not saying yep. I'm not, but yep. I think there could be some good there too. I mean, we've been fortunate the last couple of summers to go to Hawaii and the time there, it's like people are just chill. Everything just moves at a little slower <sighs> pace. I mean, literally the speed limits are lower too, but like, yes. it's just, everything's just more low-key and people yeah. are just happy and they say please and thank you and they you yes. know it's just little things but long way so i guess that would be kind of where i land is just be nice be mm. a kind person and let's all just slow down a little bit <laughs> I, I like that and just take in what's around us enjoy that's it. it that's it because before you know it you blink your eyes and your kids are going well, off to college the yeah you know we're getting older. <laughs> oh, let's not talk about that. <laughs> I am. You're not <laughs> Yeah, it's just that enjoy is, it. That is, that is so, true. Because yeah. you never know what's around the corner. That's true. That may or may not take all that away, too. That, so. is, that is true. Yeah. That is true, my friend. Yeah. I think that's a wonderful note to end the interview on. I would just like to say thank you so much for taking time out and spending this time. And for me, this is a full circle moment with you here because I don't know if you knew this, but you were one of the first people that I shared that I was thinking about doing this podcast. And I remember sitting on the soccer field and chatting with you. And I said, I have this idea. And if I get this podcast up and running, like I want you to be my guest on this podcast. So for me, as I'm listening to you and I'm thinking about slowing down. I'm taking in this moment, grateful to God that he placed you and your family in our lives. It fills my cup and it fills me with so much joy and fills me with so much love um, for just the relationship that we have. And for that, I will be <laughs> just, just, just grateful. It's very much mutual. And mm -hmm. I've always looked up to you and, you know, and just really <laughs> just but truly appreciated our time that we have spent together. And, the, you know, wide variety of conversations yeah. that we've had over the years and yeah. and laughs and, you know, and mm -hmm. just kind of a momentarily eye roll. Yeah. <laughs> It's just so much of that. And again, too, just watching your boys grow up mm -hmm. and, you know, and, and that's something Tony and I have talked so much about, too, is, you know, not only your family, but there were lots of other yeah. families, too, that we were just so fortunate to have yeah. such great camaraderie, not only amongst the boys, but also amongst the families yep. and that, you know, and, and that brought us such great joy to mm. But, you know, to to be able to have the relationship that you and I have grown over the years yeah. and, and things, it's, you know, I'm very honored to be here. But, it, you know, it's just it's just so nice to have that. And, you know, and, and I remember that conversation. Mm. You know, I didn't realize that not many people knew. Yeah. But, you know, I'm just so proud of you and all the things you do, too. Thank it's you, so friend. fun to watch you. And, you know, and it's it's like, oh, 
think of someday. <laughs> <laughs> not the same things because I'm not as savvy as you. But <laughs> stop, stop, stop. <laughs> but just, you know, it's, it's you exude joy in what you do too. The, whether it's things with your family, whether it's your, you know, your fashion pieces, the podcast, you know, any of those things, like you're happy, you're mm. enjoying it, you and it shows. And that's, that's what you want for anybody too, right. is to know that they're happy and they're enjoying the things they're doing. There's always hard days and there's you sure. know, always great joys and, you know, but it's to have it, the joy be more of it than yeah. the tough. Right. We all know the tough's there. It yeah. Is mm-hmm. And that's how we learn and grow and, and that's okay. But to see someone thoroughly enjoying what they're doing and, and have, you know, so many fascinating conversations with people and things. And, you know, and like I joked with you, I don't know if I'm interesting enough, <laughs> but it is just a true honor that you asked me to do this. And it's been fun. <laughs> Thank you, my friend. And dear listeners, I really hope that you all enjoyed this conversation. And like I said in the beginning, you know, Jenny and her family, they're real ones. And I hope that you all can have a Jenny and a Tony in your life. Because these are the people that grow you. These are the people that challenge uh, the way that you think and help you to become better in this thing that we call life. You have always led with grace, compassion, and a loving heart. And anybody who's had the privilege of being in your company leave the conversations that they have with you a much better person. So I thank you for that, my friend. Thank you. And thank you for being here on today's episode. I love you. I love you. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, friend. Oh, yes. You're such a beautiful person. Uh, You are as well. And that's okay.